Hey everybody, this is Dan Young. And Craig Morrison. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Total Wellness Radio, where every week, Craig and I bring you natural, non-invasive approaches to today's most common health concerns that you can use immediately in your home with you and your family. So, thank you so much again for Craig, this is Dan, for tuning in to Total Wellness Radio. Everybody. Good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon. Welcome to this week's total uh, total wellness radio. Well, it is on total wellness radio. I get yeah. we got so many different platforms we play with and try to get good information out to people. I get overwhelmed sometimes and, and forget that this Wednesday. is Wellness Wednesday at the Country Doctor Nutritional Center Facebook page. Thank you so much for joining us. We have a very important topic uh, to go through today and kind of explore. Give you a lot of resources. Uh, to understand that food is medicine, and if you're consuming the wrong medicine, um, you're not going to perform as or well as you like. Or useless medicine. Or useless medicines, <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, it's a fascinating discussion about food, and, and today's topic is actually titled, uh, Hey Janet, thanks for joining us. Today's topic is actually the dirty half dozen. You know, mm-hmm. what we found from our experience uh, over the years is that it's one thing to give people really good resources in regards to what they can do or should be doing or considering for their dietary and lifestyle choices. Um, It's another to really give them the top things to avoid. Hey, Leslie, thanks for joining us. So today's um, discussion, we are going to be, hey Shell, we are going to um, be covering a lot of resources in a very short period of time. Mm-hmm. And it is from our Nutrition 101 class that is a public education platform we do right here at the clinic every fourth Tuesday of the month, 6.15 p.m. Class takes about an hour. Sometimes it runs a little longer. Uh, Depending on the people that are there, the questions that we uh, go through, the the liveliness of the discussion. So it's completely complimentary. It is. It has always been complimentary. We've been doing that way for several years. Um, You know, we're going to be uh, um, providing in today's discussion a a way that you can actually get the handouts that we use. And there's several, um, several different handouts, lots and lots of pages. Um, about 20 or so, maybe, maybe not quite that many, 15 to 20 different resources that we use every week to position clients to thrive and really fully understand that there's a lot of things they can do uh, objectively, practicality-wise, to, uh, to have a major impact on the quality of their health, how they perform, cognitive function, immunity, hormonal digestion, um, metabolic, uh, you know, metabolic syndromes and other um, you know, a key buzzword. We have all these buzzwords out there, and it really boils down to just a few, you know, like a half a dozen key things. Hey, Jessica, thanks for joining. Uh, you know, it really is just a half a dozen key things that can make the majority of the difference, and so we're going to cover that. And these, these six that we're going to go over today are the main ones that people have sensitivities to. Yeah, or overconsumption. Or, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They overconsume them mostly because they have something that wants to be fed. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, the body's always looking for ways to be nourished. You know, Dr. Lee wrote uh, that we use artificial therapy um, in the replacement of food to treat the effects of starvation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, people you know, blindly buy into this rubbish that they have some kind of drug deficiency. And he wrote about this stuff in the, in the 50s, 1951, yeah. is, I think, is when he actually wrote about this. So this is not new. Uh, you know, Craig and I certainly aren't uh, uh, highly intellectual enough to come up with any of these things really on our own, but we've had enough uh, experience and great resources thrown our way over the last 20 years that we've really kind of pieced this all together in a, in a way that's easy uh, to use and the resources that you will, uh, uh, you and your family will benefit from for literally decades to come. But you've got to put forth the effort and you got to be patient. Yes, you do. You know, no one does this stuff perfectly. And, and that uh, includes us. That includes us. But um, so in uh, getting a few uh, house cleaning things out of the way, uh, the next, um, let's see, what will that be? September's, September's Nutrition 101 class is going to be on the 27th here at the clinic at 1801 Logan Avenue. You're certainly welcome to join us there. If you're in the Cheyenne area or in this region, want to join us for an evening on the discussion in a more detailed fashion. If you'd like to have a copy of our uh, Nutrition 101 handout that we use during the class, maybe you can't come to the class, but maybe you watch the video and want to have the handouts to follow along. If you call the clinic at 307-634-2464, tell them you watched the Wellness Wednesday with Craig and Dan would love the handouts for today, which is uh, August 31st. Summer's about to escape us. We've got another 21 days or so. Yeah, that's right. People say, oh, summer's just is gone. It's over. It's like, no, there's three weeks into September before we really. And I've heard we're going to have a warmer September maybe than even August. Well, I hope so. Yeah, we got a lot of bike riding to do. That means Craig I and I get to ride my motorcycle. <laughs> So, in diving into today's Dirty Half Dozen, which, by the way, will be rebroadcast on the Total Wellness Radio podcast later today or this week. Um, and by the way, just a quick side note, we, uh, I just dropped episode 372 today, and it was a conversation that I had with one of our clients here recently. Her name is Lisa Kendricks. She's just a dear soul, wonderful woman, uh, horrendous health obstacles. Uh, over the last several years that she has overcome. Uh, she started working with us uh, in, uh, in April of 2021. So it's been, what, 14, is it 12? Um, yeah, it's been 16, 18 months, something like that, that she's been working with us. Amazing, amazing breakthroughs. But more importantly than the things that we were able to provide her as far as resources, please tune into that episode. It's uh, 372 on any of the major... Uh, podcasting platforms, uh, you're going to hear a very enlightened, very encouraging message from a lady who has really, uh, I mean, pulmonary embolism, stroke, I mean, some very life-threatening situations the last 8, 10 years that she has navigated and tuning into listening to her attitude and her mindset Mm -hmm. about getting healthy, staying healthy, and overcoming these things is truly inspiring. I really encourage you to, to uh, go to any of your major uh, podcasting platforms, uh, Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, Google, any of those platforms. It is up now. It's episode uh, 372. And uh, one last final uh, house cleaning comment, and we'll dive into the dirty half dozen for today's discussion. 
If you're a natural health practitioner or wish to be one, or if you're like you say you're a student or recently graduated early in your profession or maybe a 20 year veteran, um, go to your uh, app platform and look up Practice Blueprint and you will find us listed in there as a complimentary app you can download. There is a subscription version to it, but there's a lot of information that I share three to five times a week minimum in our private app uh, for practitioners to gain more, a little more insight into our mindset about how we uh, really position people to thrive. And it's a very thrilling thing to be able to offer that as well. So um, our discussion. The dirty half dozen. Dirty half dozen. What's number one on the list? Number one is uh, white sugar. Refined white sugar. It has the bane of existence. Well. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it tastes really good. It's. <laughs> if you've ever been, if you've never been to a sugar refinery. Yeah. Go to one. You know, Great Western or any of them. If you ever have a chance to go on a tour through them and see what they do to make white sugar, you might not ever eat it again. Yeah. Because they use acids, they use all kinds of things that are very, very agents. toxic. Yep. Um, yeah. uh, they're, they're, it, it's, the stuff is just really, really bad for us. It is so bad for people that in this handout that we provide, uh, thank you, Nancy Appleton, for the hard work that you've done over the years to make this handout possible. There's a handout here called 146 Reasons Why Sugar is Ruining Your Health. That is the title. And you can go to her website, nancyappleton.com. You can take her, her sugar addict quiz mm -hmm. to see if this is really an underlying uh, factor. Uh, as with most clients that we've seen uh, over the years, we've got 40 appointments just today that we're mm -hmm. going to be completing up by 6 p.m. today uh, with clients from around the area. And uh, every single one of them has a negative relationship with this one substance. And it affects, it creates gallstones, it contributes to heart disease. I mean, there's so many factors just in this one resource that we try to give out to people. Um, that you're going to want to really pay attention to it. Now more than ever, in America especially, becoming aware and paying attention and taking personal responsibility for your own health is critical. Mm -hmm. It's no longer a suggestion. It's, it's a requirement. We can't afford to, to go <clears throat> through the medical world. Yeah, the medical establishment is not health care. It's disease management. You need to put it in proper perspective. You know, in America, food has been demoted. And this is a conversation I'm having with a lot of clients these days, and it really seems to be resonating with them. Food has been demoted from having any real purpose and performance value, and it's been demoted to simply being something you do for pleasure. Hey, Clay, thanks for joining us, my friend. It, it's something that people just do for pleasure. They don't even give it any thinking behind it. If you go to a wedding, it's wedding cake and and, and alcohol. If you go to a baseball game or a football game, it's hot dogs, it's and, hot dogs and popcorn and beer, right? Mm -hmm. Brats and beer. If you go to a you go to a, a church function, a church social, and you get this smorgasbord where you can have anywhere from kale it, to gummy worms. I mean, it's you know, and people that they don't think cakes and pies, and yeah, cookies and all yeah. all the things that taste great. 
but have no nutritional value. No real purpose. Them. Yeah, and, that, and so we can thank uh, food manufacturers and marketers and Saturday morning cartoons for the last 40, 50 years, positioning people to have this mindset that food has really no purpose. It's just for pleasure. Mm-hmm. And, and the byproduct of that is it can't have anything to do with my health uh, or the erosion of my health. And therefore, why could it have anything to do with building my health? And, and if it doesn't <clears throat> taste really, really good, then I'm not going to eat it. Yeah, yeah. People eating for pleasure and rather than purpose. That needs mm-hmm. to, we've got to modify that. We have to be aware of that. And so Nancy does a great job in providing a resource uh, to us for sugar. So that's the number one thing on the hit list. Number two. Ah, white flour. White flour product. Jessica makes an interesting comment. It's not a coincidence that when you eat better, you feel better. It's not rocket science, right? It's really not. If you go to the International Foundation for Nutrition and Health, ifnh.org, you don't have to be a practitioner to access all of the amazing food resources that they have. If you go to the Weston A. Price Foundation, uh, westonaprice.org, and look up all of the research and the, the clinical studies and trials and, and things that they've proven that food will do in terms of its restorative powers to the human body. The only thing that provides the body the genuine replacement parts to restore, rebuild, and repair, detoxify properly, build homo- hormones, have the right immune system, avoid metabolic syndrome, avoid obesity, avoid all of these things. These are not drug deficiency symptoms. No. Get it in your head. This is not a deficiency of a drug. It's all what you put in your mouth. It has everything to do with that. Now, there will be those that say, well, now genetics has, plays a role. You're right, it does. The genome uh, project that busted the genetic code at the cellular level about 18 years ago now proved that about 10% to as much as, as much as 30% of your overall health experience from, from womb to tomb, I guess... No better way to put it, but that cycle of life that we all go through is related to genetics. Only 10 to maybe, as maximum, 30%. So the other 70 to 90% is based on your health habits, Mm -hmm. your dietary habits. Get that through your head. You don't have predispositions for this. You don't have syndrome X. Metabolic syndrome is just another fancy name for metabolism and lousy dietary habits. Mm-hmm. These are all very, very simple things to navigate, but you've got to have the right resources and the right approach, time, and patience. And One effort. of the things people need to understand is that if you eat like your parents ate, yeah. chances are you're going to have some of the same issues they've had. Isn't that amazing? You know, gout. Yeah. Is not a hereditary thing. No, it's not. Hypothyroid. No. It's not a hereditary thing. Gallstones. Insomnia. Yeah. Those things are not hereditary. Heart disease. But your parents may have it. And if you eat like your parents, especially as they grew older, because when they were younger... Food quality was better. Food quality was a lot better. Yeah. Um, When I was growing up, I didn't... I didn't... I'd never seen a McDonald's until I was 13 years old. Yeah. You know, and Today, I lived in Los Angeles at the time. Wow. So that'll tell you, you know, um, I ate completely different than people do today. Yeah. You know, and that's one of the things that, that we have to start working on as a society mm-hmm. is to stop eating all of this fast food, pre 
packaged garbage. Filler. Filler, yeah, yeah it makes poop. <laughs> but that's all it does. It doesn't nourish the body. So you want to make sure you start getting more vegetables into your diet, more good fruit, yep. good quality fruit. Try to go as organic as you possibly can. Yep. Because that's nutrition. Yeah. And that's one of the things that white flour does not do for us. Yeah. White flour, you know, one of the reasons why so many people have, what is that? Uh, IBS or Crohn's. Yeah, or, or and, um, what's the one milk? where they're allergic to flour? Uh, or celiac, gluten, celiac, celiac disease. And sprue and yeah, all of these things yeah. are because their intestines, the flora of their intestines, which looks like big hair-like protrusions, yeah. And then it's got these little villi that stick out of it. Yeah. But what happens is that white flour puts forth a, a glue type. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, Jessica's comment's perfect. I feel like Craig needs a shirt that says it makes poop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's all it does. But what happens is the flora of the gut gets filled up with, with this villi. blue villi. Light. Flora's a bacteria. Villi. Yeah, I know what you... Yeah. The, the villi yeah. get filled up. Yeah. To where they get glued down. Yep. And we've got 26 foot of piping in here, and it takes years and years for this to happen. Yep. But as it gets glued down, they can't draw nutrients. Yep. And the body becomes more and more dependent on that to feed all of the bacteria, all the bad bacteria and yeasts and stuff that get trapped in the gut. Mm -hmm. And that's why a lot of us crave things like breads and sugars and yeah, that's you know, absolutely right. Bad things. Pathogen so, doesn't want to kill you; it just wants an unhealthy just, environment to live in. Yeah, and your diet food. assures that it will do that. Mm -hmm. The byproduct is the body gives you signals: says, "I'm more hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry." Why? Because it's not nourished. There's a difference between being well fed and well nourished, or mm -hmm. fed something called a food and then nourished by that food. Mr. Clay, my MD dad ate nothing but burgers and V8 juice for breakfast. Wound up dead. Wow. I haven't... Ex Let me see. He's got more in the comment here. Uh, I haven't experienced any of these hereditary issues I was told to expect because I eat a very different breakfast. There it is. I mean, just, just breakfast alone. Yeah. That one meal a day makes all the difference. Yeah. Don't eat that. Huge. Orange juice every day guarantees you're going to have type 2 diabetes. Yeah. Now, that's Pretty not much. what we're told on TV. No. That's not what Minute Maid says. No. That's not what, you know, all the, uh, you know, uh, Tropicana. That's not what they say. You eat their food long enough and you're going to reap what you've planted yeah. and you, what you've sown in the gut. So, white flour products, you, th before we move on to the number three, the original glue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wallpaper uh, glue. Yeah. That's what... White flour was originally made to do. Yep. They would put it in big buckets, add water to it, stir it up, smear it on the wall, and then stick wallpaper to it. And there's houses somewhere in America that are still, still. held together by that. Yeah. yeah. And um, if you've ever done uh, paper mache, yep. you use what? White flour and water. Yep. And it turns into a glue. And that's what happens what, when it gets into your gut. It turns into a glue down in, in your bowel. 
and it glues everything down. And that's why people suffer from all of these horrendous things that uh, white flour causes. Very true. Number three. Number three. What do we got? Dairy, dairy products. products. Now, there's a classification on this comment. Yes. Dairy products from the grocery store. Mm-hmm. If you're getting milk from a cow or a goat, goat. directly, mm-hmm. beautiful. That's why we need to fight for our, our food freedoms in this country and make sure that our we have access. Our rights to be able to have. Eat real food. Real food. Food. And have the co-ops, support the co-ops. Mm-hmm. Support the farmer's markets while they're going. Support these folks that are doing, you know, composting and, and raising food in soil that's rich in recurrent minerals mm-hmm. from their composting and the manure uh, that they're using to, as fertilizers, not these toxic chemicals, uh, and adding something back into the soil and soil quality. So be aware of that. Um, one of the things that people don't understand, mm-hmm. and, and one of the things that uh, the one of our dairy hands. industry used to get pasteurization and homogenization passed to mm-hmm. where anything that goes into a grocery store has to be yeah. pasteurized or homogenized yeah. is they did it for shelf life. Shelf but life. they said what they did it for was to get bacteria out of it. Yeah. Well, a lot of the bacteria that is in milk that's fresh from a cow or fresh yep. from a goat. Yep. Um, those are bacteria that you need. They're the same bacteria that you get in yogurts and all these other things. They just haven't been processed. They just haven't been. Man. Yes, they have not Exposed been exposed to high heat. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason pasteurization is bad is because it kills any enzyme quality. Mm-hmm. So your body, you basically, when you have milk, there's, a, there's one of the flyers in our handouts called Got Milk. Uh, it's done by a guy by the name of Eric Daniels. I tried to reach out to him because I'd like to him to change the title from, from Got Milk to Got Pus. Yeah. <laughs> if you're drinking processed cow's milk from the grocery store, you are literally drinking pus in a jug. Yeah. That's all you're doing. Because um, it has no nutrients. Seven out of ten people who drink milk on a regular basis have some form of sensitivity to it. They don't even know it. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, does not add back the calcium to the body as we No, have. because what they do is they burn all the calcium off the tenant, and then they throw either rocks or oyster shells in it yeah. to, to say, oh, it's fortified with calcium. I've never eaten an oyster shell or a rock. Let me read one. Yeah, I've never seen you out there in the back. Yeah, pa- in the I, back I, I don't go looking for rocks. You know, the way I like to get calcium is through plants. Let me, let me read just one excerpt from his flyer. It's, it's fast. I just love this guy's work. In the high dairy areas, asthma and allerg- allergic reactions were common. Arthritis, he said, seemed to be linked too. Milk appears to be harmful, especially for babies and kids. Chief of Pediatrics at John Hopkins Hospital cites evidence that at least 50% of all children in the United States are allergic to milk. Study conducted in 1976 showed that a single dose of cow milk could destroy the normal function of a stomach for several weeks to months. Mm-hmm. Just one dose. Uh, in susceptible children. When you're not aware of the cause of such ill symptoms and keep consuming milk, you may potentially end up with chronic problems no doctor can identify and thus fail to handle. The study suggested that kids in general can't handle milk. Unless you're milking the cow or the goat, 
Knock off drinking pus in a jug. Yep. You'll see amazing transformation cream, in your kids. In the case of ice cream, it's just pus in a carton, frozen, frozen. pus in a carton with sugar added to it. Yeah. And um, flavoring. That's a good one. Let's move on. Number four, pork. Pork has one challenging aspect. aspect. Yeah. Thank you. It's the right wording. Is that it does support certain types of parasite activity that are impervious to heat. Mm -hmm. Now, I love bacon. Mm -hmm. Okay? So do I. I'm, I don't much eat pork chops or pork roast. I don't do the pork pulled sandwiches. I don't do any of that kind of I stuff. I like pork chili, too. And pork chili. Okay? I like bacon. Mm -hmm. Okay? That being said, I tend to have to do a parasite cleanse about twice a year. Minimum. Mm -hmm. Minimum. To keep on top of this. Um, and I don't eat it every day, obviously, or anything like that, but I do consume it. Uh, I know my father hates to hear that. He hasn't had pork, knowingly consumed pork, in decades. Um, this Being impervious to heat means you can't, you can't cook the meat hot enough to kill the larva, the eggs. You'll kill adult activity, but the eggs are impervious to heat. And then when the, we consume them, they hatch out on us. So if you're a big pork consumer and have this mystery illness that your, uh, your medical doctor can't seem to figure out, and you've done a battery of tests, like we've seen many times with people who come to the clinic, um, think in those terms. If your nose itches a lot, if you see a lot of floaters, mm -hmm. if uh, no matter what you eat, it kind of tends to upset you a little bit, wild, vivid dreams, kids who are of an age they shouldn't be wetting the bed, yet they are, night tears. I mean, there's so many different things that can manifest with this type of activity. And so, uh, you know, that's just the really biggie on pork, pork consumption. Be aware of it. One of the things, one of the tests that they did a while back was they took pork. Well, several decades they, ago. Yeah, they yeah. took Dr. A, Christopher a big, did a big this. chunk of pork and they... Pork, big pork roast. And they baked it until it was a hockey puck. Okay. <laughs> And then they scraped some of it off and put it on a petri dish and looked at it through a microscope and they saw live parasites yeah. still in it. Yeah, when you cut it open, they might, you know, they, when you cut it open, uh, the, what they did one too is they, they um, one of the observation tests is they took a small piece of it, put it in the palm of the hand over a rubber glove, mm -hmm. held it for about an hour and then dropped it out and looked at it that way as well. And you can pick up uh, parasite debris and parasite activity. Mm -hmm. uh, so... Mm. From Be supposedly <clears throat> hockey puck burnt pork. Yep. <laughs> uh, the last two have to do with our oil consumption and how it's heated. Fried foods, the trans fats, the unsaturated, desaturated fats, and their relationship when they've been superheated and cooked. This becomes something like a plastic. Mm -hmm. Body can't process it. It affects the... Um, ability of the uh, capillaries and veins to have pliability mm -hmm. and flexibility. They get rigid, right? Arterial sclerosis Rose. is one of the terms used for that. Most people aren't getting good healthy fats in like omega-3s. Uh, if you don't do a good omega-3 supplement and or, by the way, side note, if you've ever had a concussion in your life, even as a young man and then later in life, start developing some cognitive challenges, uh, memory, things of that nature, that's referred Tremors. to now as, as Alzheimer's and dementia is on the rise. 
that's a side uh, benefit of taking uh, statins to lower cholesterol numbers, by the way. And that is in our uh, podcast on uh, cholesterol facts and myths. That we discussed that one earlier this year. Cooking with aluminum pots and pans, stay away from them. Go with stainless steel and glass only, or maybe some porcelain baking pots. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're you're going to protect yourself from the from the residues that can be uh, added into the foods through cooking. Um, but avoid the you know if, if, when you look on oils, they have a heat index. Like mm-hmm. avocado oil is like 512, I think. Uh, 500 degrees, olive oil, extra virgin is really good. A lot of times cooking, you know, sautéing vegetables with butter um, or water, you know, braising them, and then adding your oils while the, the meat or the uh, vegetables are hot, stirring it in that way doesn't superheat the oil. But anytime you superheat an oil, you are subjecting yourself to a very toxic poison that will accumulate in the cardiovascular system. This has been well documented. Uh, it's well documented throughout the literature and uh, avoid it like the plague. Last but not least, we got two minutes. <clears throat> margarine. This, uh, this discussion went by quick. <clears throat> There's a couple of things about margarine. Um, one is where it started, which was the dairy industry or the cow industry. Yeah, feedlots. They, feedlots. They used to feed it to cows. And turkeys. Um, yep. The only problem was after they'd feed it to them for six, eight weeks, they started dropping over dead from heart attacks. Yep. So? So they, in their infinite wisdom, (laughs) they said, oh, well, what we can do is we can add some dye to it and color it and... Make it look like butter. Make it look like butter, and then, because it melts good on toast and stuff, and then we can sell it to people because they won't eat as much, and it won't cause those problems. The only problem was, was... After they released margarine on the market, um, incidence of heart attack and stroke increased by almost 500%. Yeah. Um, so it does affect people, and that means you. Yep. So if there's anything that I can ever tell, and there's one thing that I tell everybody, don't eat margarine. Yeah. Butter is better. And even that stuff that the label says, can't believe it's not butter, believe it. It's not, not butter. butter. Get Kerrygold, the gold label. Everything we've discussed today is primarily from this gentleman right here. Dr. Bernard Jensen wrote The Chemistry of Man. He saw over 400,000 people in his clinical practice in his lifetime. Wrote over 60 books. You can look him up online, Dr. Bernard Jensen. Amazing, amazing uh, history of clinical nutrition he was the gentleman that started iridology, uh, pretty famous for that, and it is absolutely, here's my shocked face, <laughs> it's absolutely one of the best, uh, now this is not an, a novel book, it's, it's a novel, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's a novel book, but it's not a novel read, let me put it that way. Uh, this thing will it's put you It's not to sleep a novel, quick. it will put you right to sleep. And so you can but. take this book, or our one-page handout on the Daily Nutritional Guide, which is a book report on Dr. Jensen's work to really get into some of the fine-tuning basics of what you can do uh, lifestyle and habit-wise when it comes to diet. So, yep. so the Dirty Half Dozen review, and we got to go. It's 1.30. Thank you so much for tuning in. But sugar, white flour, white sugar products, dairy products from the, from the grocery store, pork, fried fruits and oil, foods fried in oils, and margarine. That's your top... Six, half dozen, uh, the dirty half dozen 
to avoid at all costs as consistently as you to possibly can. To the very can. best of your ability, avoid them. Yep. Next week, September 7th. Thank you. Have a good day. You too, Jessica. Thank you for tuning in. Next week, we are going to talk about the immune system. Mm. We're going to be going into some things, going into wintertime. Kids are back in school, as you've already seen. Sniffles and sneezes and coughs and hacks have already and been they, on the rise. They bring them As home. they always do. This is not new. Um, you know, uh, but we're just more aware of it. So there's, it's time to become more aware of what we can do for ourselves uh, Help naturally. to boost your immune system. We're going to talk about immune system boosting agents that really work well for the majority of people. Thank you so much, as always, uh, for tuning in. We appreciate you. This will be on Total Wellness Radio later today or this week. Uh, episode 373 will be the Dirty Half Dozen. And again, if you're in the Cheyenne area and want to come join us, please just look us up. We'd love to have you in any future class. So take care. Be blessed. Have a wonderful rest of your week. And we'll, bye see, bye. You we'll see you next week. Well, that'll do it for this episode of Total Wellness Radio. Thanks again for tuning in. And for more information, be sure and catch us on Facebook Live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Mountain Time at the Country Doctor Nutritional Center Facebook page. Until next time, thank you so much for tuning in.